What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Marvel Unagi with Ross. What's up? How you doing, Ross? I'm great. How are you? Good, man. Good to see you. It's been a while. We haven't got to chat too much. We've both been busy, so it's nice that we have these kind of scheduled and we get like a once a month check-in, man. Yeah, no, it's good. Honestly, the summer has flown by. I know. And uh, my kids start school this week. I know uh, you probably started, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. So we've been back for a little bit. Yeah, so then then we can get back into a regular routine. I feel like that's what it was. In the summertime, it just makes it tougher because you got to plan around the kids. You got to plan around like when you have free time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, with uh, Labor Day weekend just happening, it kind of threw me off. I didn't even get a chance to listen to your uh, weekly podcast because it pushed everything back a day. Oh, yeah, I know. And the whole week was thrown Um, off off. I I thought it was Monday. I'm like, what's (laughs) it? Yeah. It's always weird when the episode releases on a day off because I'm like, I got all this like post stuff to do, like upload right. it to YouTube, do this. And I'm like, I got to do it on a day off. What is this? I know. That's just that, that, <laughs> that can't be fun. Um, yeah, man. I, I know that you were saying you got a lot of reading in this month. So I did, is, dude. I'm proud of myself. I'm not going to lie. I'm really excited to talk some of these books because um, I know usually we start by talking about some of the you know, MCU stuff or Marvel stuff. I know I Am Groot just came out, but um, there's not really much. By the time the next time we talk, Loki might have come out at least with episode one. And uh, mm. I know we, we're not talking Star Wars, but I did watch the first three episodes of Ahsoka and I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, it was okay. I'm so out of the loop on Star Wars, man. I don't know the first thing. Well, I listened to when Monk and uh, Mad were talking about it, watching it. And then I, it's just kind of like, okay, it's Star Wars. I guess I got to watch it because it's part of this like whole, um, you know, Disney universe of things. But uh, but anyway, we're here. We're here for Marvel, not, not, right. for, <laughs> not, not for any of this other nonsense. <laughs> what do you want to get into, man? I I definitely want to talk Fantastic Four, um, the legend, the legacy number seven hundred, which was issue number seven of the new run, because I was waiting for you to read this, Dude. and I loved it. And I got to hear what your thoughts are on it. Them forgetting the alphabet at the beginning when so do good, when, when you're like what is going on how come how come we can't remember words and we can't remember <laughs> letters and they they kind of were like what what's really happening here dude I loved it that whole run has just it's just so good is that Jed McKay yeah I think so is it no 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 um Ryan North Ryan North Ryan North and Ivan Cabello um Jed McKay is still doing Moon Knight yeah pretty sure he's... I think he's doing something else too. He's doing the Avengers. Yes, right, right, right. He's doing the event, the new Avengers. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, how crazy was this? Doom keeps trying to go back in time to try to fix or perfect what's happened because he doesn't believe that where he is right now in the time stream is the best possibility for this. And it kind of reminded me of Groundhog's Day where Bill Murray is, keeps trying to get out of, like, get out of the day and Doom yes. keeps going back. And at the end, he's just like, well, I guess this was the best option. I guess I did, did do it right the first time. Um, yeah, dude, I'm trying to load it up. I'm sorry, but um, no, it was so good. And um, Fantastic Four just continues to be like one of the um, the better uh, runs. Now I know you're not. You're only caught up to seven. Eight and nine is a, a two parter 
uh, I talked about it last time. 10 wasn't out yet last time we talked. And 10 is the issue that they put at the back of Clobber in time, which I wanted to see if that had anything to tie in with. But it didn't. But it was a way crazy, like more sci-fi than I've seen the Fantastic Four in years, where they were literally like, it almost reminded me of some like a Doctor Who episode yes. where it, it it's like they were, I don't know, um, they were crossed with another world. And I don't want to spoil anything for you, but you might not remember it when you read it if you catch up to it because it's three issues away from where you are. But they end up in this other world um, where there's like time jumps and time passes differently, uh, like the Willy Wally timey wimey stuff from Doctor mm-hmm. Who. Uh, but it was really, really cool. Definitely can't wait for you to catch up to that. But I do know that you did catch up to Clobber in time. But really quick on Fantastic yeah. Four and issue seven, my favorite panel <laughs> is when they like open a door and Doctor Doom's sitting there playing the keyboard. <laughs> right. He's like, ha ha, it is me. It's Doom. <laughs> Oh man. I, I think they're making uh Doctor Doom seem less villainous in Clobber in Time and Fantastic Four and more nefarious. Yes, dude. He's more like trying to be like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like scheming and stuff, but not just like world domination. Yeah, I thought he was really rad in Clobber in Time. But oh yeah, I think Clobber in Time was awesome. I'm I'm like in Fantastic Four in that issue seven, where he's basically because he wants to get back what Reed did to the building from issue one, where basically like Reed put the the building out of uh, the Baxter building one year time jumped. But he wants because I forget if it's his wife or his daughter or someone someone he cares about is in that building, so he's trying to figure out a way. That's why he kept going back. But he realized that there is no stopping that. This is the yeah. outcome. Um, but yeah, clobber in time. Um, uh, so, I mean, overall, what did you think before get into any detail? Well, I, I thought the ending was wild. The dude who's narrating it the whole time, I didn't know it was going to go that way. The Watcher. Oh, that he's a watcher. So yeah. that's one of the misnomers. People, because with um, Jeffrey Wright voicing uh, what they're calling The Watcher in What If... But the Watcher was a race of people. You know, they yeah, were yeah. they were like an omnipotent beings. And Uatu is the most famous one because he's the rogue Watcher who has you're supposed to only watch, but he helped the Fantastic Four. He helped people over over time. But this one is a banished Watcher. Yeah. And um, I thought it was really cool that they like introduced this Watcher as that's how this guy's traveling through time. Dude, he's using the Watcher's ability to see everything all at once. And and collect everything to basically rewrite history to make it so that, you know, I forget if it was so that his family doesn't die, that, well, oh, God, I can't even remember. I, I just remember, so he, long. yeah, he, he killed his dad. And remember, is that the right story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and, killed. Uh, yeah, and then the thing says, if you had all this power and all this ability to travel through time, why didn't you go back and stop yourself from killing your dad? Right, yes. Dude, so wild. And how they're using, um, th- how they used, uh, Galactus. So, like, it's funny when you saw Galactus. I didn't want to, like, ruin that and spoil that. Dude. But how crazy it is that that was so, you know, he was, you know, Galen, uh, uh, he, from, from the previous universe. And this guy is trying to remake the whole universe. And and use the power of Galactus, right, to recreate it to like use Correct. that. Like, he's yes. basically, but it's going to kill Galactus in, yeah. in the, in the process. And um, 
I think it's Tuvatu is the new or uh, Tuvatu. I think is the, the, the watcher right. in this. He's like saying like you can't do this. Like you're going to create like it's almost like the way the TVA is in, in uh, Loki, where it's like you're going to create a branch timeline. But this isn't even a branch timeline. This is like a branch universe. Like you're creating yes. a completely different universe where you're trying to eliminate like. I don't know. He's trying to eliminate where they went wrong in our time, which caused his time to fail. Mm -hmm. And he believes that by going back and doing this, this is the only way. Yeah. And uh, crazy when they have to stop him and and uh, a thing with the clobber in time and how his power that um, it was able to like dismantle Dr. Doom. And then they, they censored Dr. Doom's face. Dude, they when just put Dr. The Doom bar. was the old dude crawling around with yeah. the censored bar all yeah. over him. And they just like, <laughs> you see, you're not allowed to see who he is. Like, And then all the Doom bots came because he that used so Pym, Pym particles. He's like, he's like, Hank Pym might not be the smartest guy I've, I've ever encountered. But this thing, this Pym particle and making those Doom bots just like... <laughs> That was awesome. And I love the team-ups, dude. Like, when he's with Wolverine, it was so funny, dude. Uh, yep. Just through and through. And then when he when teams he, up yep. with Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange and Dr. Strange gets taken down. Yeah. And dude. um, and then when he gets, when he first meets Doctor Doom, and he's talking about how he's hungry, and he wants that Latveri, and he wants a oh hamburger. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Doctor Doom is like, eat this. He's like, this tastes like, like. Like garbage. Like, why can't I just get a hamburger? He's like, you can build all this equipment, but you can't. You can't do that. And then and when then they I, actually, when yeah. they get to the part where he's like, he's like, wait a second. So why did I even eat that? Because he could have yeah. gotten them. Well, at the very end, when he's opening the portal to get back home, and it's only going to be open for a minute, but then Doctor Doom put that hamburger on the plate, like to try right. to tempt the <laughs> thing back for it, dude. Oh my gosh, man! And but it's like, there's yeah, a bite yeah. out of it already. Yeah, <laughs> like you had it the whole time. <laughs> but that's why I said he's Doctor Doom seemed, like I said, in both books, more nefarious than villainous. He's yeah. kind of just like enjoying plotting and scheming, and and like almost like a jokester, like yes, just tweaking him a little bit to make him that he's still a villain and he's still super duper smart. He's like Reed Richards, but a little, little more like uh, needy for himself, not for society. Yeah. Yeah. This one was funny because every time you saw Reed, he was just a stretched out head. Yeah. Like in every panel, I was dying. <laughs> and he seemed so like nonchalant about all the danger. Like every time he saw the thing or something, he's poking. He's like, oh, hey, welcome back. Right. You really went through something. But then at the end, the <laughs> and then like, they like stitch, stitch him up at the end. Yeah, dude. And the like body suit that they put the thing oh, in. It was like, like a giant bubble wrap. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was really good, dude. I loved it. Yeah, I did too. I really liked it. I liked the, uh, the whole idea that it, I thought it was going to be individual stories with individual people and there wasn't going to be a through line. Yeah. And the fact that there was a through line, you got introduced to a brand new villain who seems kind of cool. Like I wouldn't Dude, mind if they figure nuts. out a way to bring him back. Like yeah. if, if they can like add him to the Fantastic Four universe, like where he has to actually go and he has to fight them. That's, you know, that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but speaking of time travel, I was going to say, I, can I interrupt really yeah. quick though? Is doc, is there, are there many versions of Dr. Doom? Cause in this one, he kept saying, well, this version of Dr. Doom is old. I mean, I'm guessing there are different versions of Dr. Doom, but, um, I don't really know. I, you know what it is? It's funny. Um, I don't know enough about 
Doom as a whole for knowing as much as I know about the Fantastic Four because he's intertwined into other universes. Like he'll go against the Avengers and he'll go against some of these other mainline villain, uh, mainline superheroes because he, you know, at one point he was God Emperor Doom and, 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 uh, you know, in Secret Wars and things like that. That's why I think, um, people are speculating that he's going to be the main villain in Secret Wars when, when that comes. Mm. But, but I, but I don't know. I mean, I've heard that maybe he's going to be the villain in the Fantastic. Fantastic Four movie, which, uh, you know, you now hear is going to be like a period piece where somehow they get transplanted to modern day. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, Doom to me has been written over the years as just a villain, a king, um, the, 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 the smartest person in the world, the baddest person in the world, the most difficult to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it's just it's hard. I, I don't I don't know enough about it. I will say, reading the stories that we've read this week makes me really want to do a deep dive on Doom. Yeah, no, honestly. Well, and if um, did you get a chance to read? uh, I think it was Fantastic Four thirty eight back in the old book that I had sent you. Not yet. Well, there's a because again, if you go back to those, you see what Doom was back in the sixties, like what he was initially created as, uh, and and it's it's not the same. Yeah, it's changed, but. I've read a lot of that and a lot of now. And then there was a lot in the mid nineties to early two thousands where I kind of, you know, I was in high school and college and I didn't read as much. I wasn't reading as much fantastic four at that point. I was reading more like, uh, just silver. I was reading silver surfer a lot. And, um, but anyway, point is that I, I don't, I don't know where his evolution changed yeah. a lot over the time, but it's definitely different from the original stuff. Yeah. Really quick, because you mentioned it. Uh, yeah. You had sent me the master works for some older Fantastic Four runs, and uh, I've been diving into it, and I I loved it. I've like the first two like short stories in there, so I can't entirely remember now because we've read so much. But one leads into the wedding of Reed Richards and... Yep. One of the great, great issues. Yeah. And, and you want to know what that was, uh, if you remember Big Bang Theory, if you ever watched Big Bang Theory, yeah. that was the issue that Howard got them all for presents yes. on, on like for being his groomsmen. <laughs> and I was like, that's so awesome. It's, but it's, it's like, it's worth money. Like if you have yeah. the original issue, but I loved reading it, like reading it is awesome. Like everyone's there, all the superheroes coming together. Um, yeah. I will. I just wanted to say I've loved it so much, but it's so funny to see the differences from how they wrote then to how they write now. Yep. Because they really felt the need to describe to you via what the person was saying, what's happening in a panel. Yes, that's why I I, I posted or sent you or something a picture of what a page looked like back yes. then versus what it looks like now, and they literally wrote out every word as if yes. they thought that. That like you don't you can't figure it out just by the visual. <laughs> yeah, dude. And that's why when people say, "Man, this was a word heavy, a text heavy book," I'm like, "Have you read some of those comics from the '60s?" Oh my gosh! Like, you really don't have to read every word, but they literally put every word. Like, there's more text than there is image. Yes, a hundred percent. So anyway, I thought that was really funny and yeah. something that was kind of neat to read. Thank you for sending that. It's been a lot of fun. But uh, Yeah, no problem. I really was hoping that you would enjoy it. And um, not reading it black and white and not reading it through an iPad, you get to kind of see how how it was done originally and yeah. feel like you were part of that 60s you know, introduction to the Fantastic Four, because it's the first time you're reading it, too, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Yeah. So this was like you're reading it for the first time the yeah. way it was meant to be read. 
So super cool, dude. And they're still so similar to to the way they are now. It's not like uh, they've changed too much. Like their personalities and stuff. No, Fantastic and... Four is they, as a team. They've they've stayed very similar. They they haven't really evolved them. They basically were created and I think perfected back when they were originally created. Like you had. Every possible, you had a, a, the smart guy, you had the, the wife who um, was kind of running the house and making sure there was no fighting. You had the two basic brothers, a best who was a best friend and a brother, like fighting between Johnny and, and Ben, always fighting. You had, you know, Ben who always thought of himself as like, you know, the sad sack and nobody loves him. And then you have the human torch, who's the good looking guy who's super flashy, yeah. but sometimes his flash gets him in trouble. Yeah. Dude, and that, so it's good. like it's just it, it was well well created um again first family first marvel family still my favorite thank you for the detour but you were talking about time travel oh yeah well so after talking about club yes <laughs> after talking about clobber in time we will time travel to the next book which is <laughs> um which would be loki because i was going to yeah. say i love loki as a character and i cannot wait for the show to come out but with talking about tva and uh ben uh with the thing and dr doom displaced out of time and that uh loki uh has been a wild book uh his ship was made of fingernails by by bones (laughs) and nails of all these people and it was basically like destroyed or parts were destroyed by the frost giants in issue one (laughs) <laughs> so, so funny crazy. dude so funny said, it's like he's like come on guys yeah. and then uh and trying then he has to go to read and then he has to go and he has to find these pieces and in the process of trying to find these pieces he's running into people who are like don't understand that he's actually trying to throw them a bone and say like listen you don't want to mess with this stuff this stuff mm-hmm. is way more powerful than you think if you do you are going to regret it i know you think i'm the God of mischief, which I am, but I'm not trying to mislead you here. And then what happens? You know, all those people get in that battle together in issue two, uh, where where they where they all kill each other. Yeah, uh, the the dwarves. uh, Well, because each each group that has like found a piece of the ship has created a weapon out of it. Yeah, and so they're all trying to use it. But my favorite part was when the son of the dwarf king melts down Loki's uh, horns. Yeah. And he tries to use it for a bow and arrow, but it backfires on him. Oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, and then and then it's like, but Loki's able to like transfigure everything back the way it should be because he can just do that. Yeah, um, you know, he just he's magic. Yeah. <laughs> but then issue three, you read issue three, right? Yep. Where you find out that the um, the planet where Hulk Hulkling and uh, oh, I, f- dude, I forget who, that was where, where they were living on, and uh, and that his. That the 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 real bad villain from like this whole planet, who they like they now say is like the martyr or whatever, he's basically dying for eternity as their son. My like they gosh. don't realize that he was like trapped inside of this, and um the way that it goes down, and they're like, you can't do this, Loki. Like you can't you can't destroy our world, and like but you know, basically he's like. You don't know what this guy's doing in there. You don't know that that what is actually like. Is he actually? Like, did he mean to do this? Is this actually mm-hmm. like a prison, or is this like really like his immortality? Like what? What does he you know do? And then at the end, when Loki tells him, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get my uh, my stuff back," and um, he goes up there, and you could see as he's like trying to 
collapse the sun back into what it what it needs to be for him that there's a little smile on the guy's face who's been trapped there for forever basically like a smile like a tear like where he's like basically like a thank you like yes. you've ended this pain like yeah. you know it's like almost like you, you think about like it, this issue was more it was less about like killing each other but like stopping this bad guy but also now these these people they don't have their son they're gonna live back in darkness and and loki's like i i, I but i can't leave with this guy like this this is the part of my ship i have to just do it yeah w- was he a bad guy yeah, well, he was basically like this dictator who like oh, ruled over okay. the world. Yeah, yeah. And then there was like a bomb, and the sun appeared. Yeah, and, yeah. And everything was great. And they prayed to the sun, and they 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 built a statue for him because they believe he he prevented the war and created the sun. Right. Or the sun right. was created, but like they they didn't put two and two together that the bomb was his creation. Was his creation, and that because Loki's ship is kind of like a godship it traveled through time it didn't just travel through space so it traveled back hundreds of years in time and and to that moment where it hit that guy created the explosion creates the sun and then um i thought that the the dictator stories that his arc was kind of interesting though because he creates the bomb out of the piece of ship but then he's like he has like a change of heart and tries to hit it out of the atmosphere but realizes he didn't hit it far enough and it explodes and he has to like jump into it to like hold it from like yeah yeah. it's been really really good dude it's it's been so deep like it's been the issue one because of the the writing being in like that uh like asgardian like you know writing i was a little taken aback at the first issue but man through issue three and at how each issue ends where you get back to earth and you're kind of little bit, little bit, and now we're going to have the finale. I think there's only four issues, so I think issue oh, four okay. is now it Now it always comes down to Midgard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's going back to Midgard. Um, he was on Need of Alir with the dwarves. Um, well, dude, the, the creepy dude who's trying to sell off that he other- He keeps trying to sell the thing, and everybody who looks at it just dies. But again, yeah. it's one of Loki's things. Like, it, this, you guys got to realize. Like, yeah. But he's he's a uh, man. He seems sketchy as could be. I forget his name now, but oh yeah, no, I forget his name too. But I think he's like a new a new character introduced mm-hmm. in this. I, no, no, he's not a new. He was in other books, I think. Maybe I don't know. Doesn't matter. But then at the end of this issue three, he tries to sell it to Bullseye. Yeah, who seems more than stoked about it? Right, like he's like, all right, bring it on, and yeah. uh, you know, like uh. We'll see. It says next, it all ends in melodrama. Bum, bum, yeah. Bum. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, so like this was this was just so so awesome. Um, it really pumps me up for what's going to happen in Loki season two. Um, I keep seeing those McDonald's commercials with, uh, with Loki, and I'm like, and uh, uh, all all the different like lines from from you know TV shows and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, Loki, come on, let's let's yeah. let's get here quicker. Um, Yes, yeah, so I think that that was good. Unfortunately, I um I don't think Ultimate Invasion, which was a, a book we we had both read, was as good as Loki. It's funny. It's like you have highs and lows. It's like betting on a team in sports, like with football mm-hmm. coming up. You know, there are teams that are super hyped and teams that are underhyped. And I feel like Ultimate Invasion issue one was so good, and it got me so hyped for it. By issue three, I felt it became too. I'm not going to say full of itself, but it it is like that where it's kind of like 
they're they're trying to teach you that you can't make a perfect world and you have to play along and there has to be wars and 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 all the all the main players in the world all are really friends and they'll just say this time you're going to go to war with this person and you'll be the bad guy this time okay and then next time we'll be the bad guy yeah basically yeah, yeah. depending on like which um race that's of like people. the maker's bright idea to keep everybody in line right like like you just you know pretend pretend wars so that it's just a big facade for all the people but uh but like i said it, it's kind of just like i don't know there's only one more issue of this and then one more issue of loki so at the end i really don't know basically i want to see how ultimate invasion finishes if all if loki finishes high like it's been it might be one of the best four issue series i've read uh in a while forgetting marvel or like independent it's been wildly entertaining with just the right amount of morality and just the right amount of like difference in each issue where you feel like each issue is a standalone piece and you can kind of read each issue or you can kind of just skip over and and you kind of get a recap and know really what's happening yeah ultimate invasion has been a little wild um hard to wrap my mind around the maker seems interesting but some of it's just been a little too it, like you said, if when four comes out, if it can wrap everything up nice and tidy, maybe it's maybe it'll blow my mind. But where I'm at right now, I'm just a little like. Right. And eh. if, is four going to be one of those things where it's going to come out and and lead into another story? Because Hickman right. writes well. I mean, I like Hickman as a, as a writer. Um, I like the artwork in it, but I just want to know: is this is this four issue arc going to lead into another event, um, a split off into different books, where now it's going to kind of have that X Men feel, where you're kind of just reading um, all these different books? Uh, yeah. You know, right now, like X Men has all the different Fall of X books; they have their main bread and butter book, X Men, um, and they had started like with like let's say with the Hellfire Gala recently. We'll just like. We'll say, let's say that's a starting point. Then that after that, it's the fall of X. So you have all these spinoffs. You can read as many or as little as you want, and they tie into each other, sort of, but they are all still standalone. And then you could pick, do you want to follow the maker storyline after this? Do you want to follow this universe or that universe? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's yeah. going to just be that or it's just going to be four, done, we're out. Yeah. Can I tell you one I've loved, like, seriously so much? Sure. The Avengers. Oh, by Jed yeah. McKay. Like, it's been so good, dude. Honestly, it's been... I like that they, they keep skipping around where everybody's kind of at a different spot on yes. Earth. You, you got, you know, um, you got Captain America and Black Panther together. You got, like, Thor over here. You got the... And they're all fighting against these... I don't know, God demons yeah. from wherever that ship is called again. I keep the Impossible the, City. The Impossible City, which is like got uh, like a sentience about it. Yes, dude. <laughs> and it's my just favorite, like, my favorite of the villains, though, is that the one I think it's in the Vatican City and it's fighting Thor and uh, he's telling Thor or it's telling Thor. I don't know um, that you can't kill it because if you kill it, any damage he does to that that bird thing actually hurts the the new worshipers who are down below right dude what's he gonna do i know and like some of the other things too like they they all it's all mental uh, yes they all they all, all are doing things where it's like they're like locked where like how can you get rid of these people dude. so i think it's really going to come down to black panther and captain america on yeah. the impossible city figuring out something up there or Kang has to heal himself because yeah. I think that Kang might know something. Yeah. 
Like like Kang has been like indisposed. I think wasn't he was he even in the, like I think he's just still like recovering. Yeah, there he he's mentioned, but I don't know if we ever saw him. But they did no talk. like issue two we did or three. Yeah. Like, but I'm saying, but he's but I think he's in recovery because yeah, yeah. he he had, oh right because remember he had come from fighting these people. Yes, he had right. Fought, he had fought these people and he came back as a warning. And yes. that was he. You had to believe. You had to believe him. And they were like, okay, we don't know if we really trust you because you're Kang and we've never trusted you and you're always lying to us. It's like, you know, um, that whole scenario. And then they finally show up and Kang's like, I, I told you, but, you know, let, let me try to help you. And it's like, uh, uh, but I'm dying here. <laughs> I I think it's been seriously so good. And the I like I said, I and I mean it in every way, like I'm literally like, what are they going to do? Right. Like, I can't wait to figure out how it's how it's figured out because it's a uh, they're in a pickle right now, man. Yeah, pfft, telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I said. Meanwhile, if you want to uh, skip over to someone who is in a different kind of pickle, uh, Deadpool seems to have gotten himself into a lot of trouble these days. Oh my gosh, man! With this. Um, with this like mojo world type thing where they're just trying to figure out how many ways they can kill Deadpool on TV. And, all for uh, viewers. And it's just all for all for viewership. It's like uh it's it's getting really, really crazy though. Um I don't know. I, I, I I'm gonna keep reading it. It's gotten so bonkers though that now he runs into like a version of him with the lightsaber. He runs into like I mean, how many different versions of Deadpool the, are there? The, yeah. the Wolverine Deadpool? Oh my Was gosh. there another one? Like the, all of the, the, the Venom, Deadpool, the Venom Lady pools. Deadpool, yep. Venom Pool. Uh, the dog, the dog or the, the yeah, wolf or whatever, pool. Fox one. The one that looks like a galaxy. Um, yeah. I I love it, man. It's been seriously wild. Deadpool's like slowly slowly piecing it together, but it's kind of fun to be there with him as like, because when he changed into... Uh, the uncanny x-force uniform and he's just rolling around like that's him and he's calling out for his teammates and it's been really fun man yeah and then when he runs into like they're like okay we got to change him and then they change him back to his red suit but i think he realizes i think he was in the savage land and he's like this doesn't make any sense and then uh that part was cool though where he teams up with with the with the animal, remember. with the cat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and helps him fight uh, the Venom Pool character. And then all of a sudden he's in space <laughs> with, the, with the Shi'ar people. And he's like, okay, I'm in space. And somehow not dead. And I can hear what that guy's saying. What is happening? When he actually is thinking that. And all I'm thinking is like, literally like, he, he I think he's trying to figure out what, what is going on. I think he knows something's bonkers. Yeah, but uh, but then he gets like boarded onto the ship with all the other Deadpool's, and they're all just like, "Yeah, we we got to figure this out. Uh, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna solve this problem." But the the very end of three, it seems like uh, Wolverine's coming to to save his bud. So I'm stoked yeah. to see them team up, man. Yeah, yeah, and the kitchen sink. Yeah, they say we got to throw in the kitchen sink. What do you think of the artwork, man? Because some of these, like, these, like, there's almost like you could pull out a poster on this guy. Oh, yeah. You want to know what's really funny is that, um, what's his name? They always, like, mocked him for not being able to draw feet. Dude, Liefeld. Right. So if you go and look, uh, I can't even remember if, I, I kept trying to count how many times they actually didn't, like, have feet in it. Like, where it's like, 
in the yeah. even on the first page they're flying towards you you don't see the feet like dude but the panels you do see the feet you're really you're reminded of why he hides his like, feet. it's like it's like the the, per, the perspective of it <laughs> they sometimes look like they're like a clown shoe not clown shoes like uh they look like wooden shoes <laughs> they do dude they look <laughs> like, like wooden like, shoes like a wooden shoe like something you'd make in like an amish country the only other thing i'll say first of all i want to do the positives because i think Liefeld, like oh yeah no he nails it he's so yeah. good as an artist I, yeah. I i think he gets too much uh flack for for the feet thing yeah but, but he is so i his paneling i love that you, like again ascent the center folds yes the big big scenes the huge amount of 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 color and um contrast and and just mm-hmm. it's just it's very well done yeah and the action is just it's so it's so exciting. Like every panel is exciting. You see the action. You yeah, yeah. You, you feel like the pages are moving. Yes, dude. Versus but, like some stagnant artwork. Yes. So the only thing I'll say negative, and it's so little compared to all the positives, but one of the <laughs> things I notice all the time is every single one of his faces look the same. Like everyone has the same face. <laughs> Go back and look at it, dude. I promise you. I, I mean, I, I guess maybe, but I'm not... Like, they all have the same nose, the same... Like, it's just, like, these small differences, but they look the same to me. I guess you're right. <laughs> but outside of that, that's such a small thing. But you want to know so what? Like, fun. I mean, that's part of how he draws. I mean, exactly, and honestly, exactly. And you want to know what Deadpool doesn't really have a face. That's right. And that's why a lot of people said he created Deadpool. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that could be it. And it's like, and, you know, even Wolverine, you, you only see the mouth. So yeah. you don't see the eyes, the nose. Yeah. I mean, but that's again, just that's just a funny thing. Nitpicking. I thought I'd yeah. I'd say to you for a laugh, but I think he's great, and uh, I love I love it. It's so exciting to yeah, me too. To see it's, him, it's, see what he does. It's been awesome, and um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for for more. Um, there's so much coming out. Um, you know, like in the next like couple months that I that I ordered that I can't wait. There's a new another new a new Avengers book. I think it's an Avengers book um, that I think it's supposed to be like a detective story. Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called, um, but it looked really, really cool. I also got into a lot of the fall of X stuff. I know that you didn't uh, with, with uh, the Jean gray book, Jean gray book. It was wild. Uh, astonishing Iceman where basically he has to keep returning to Antarctica because he can't, can't keep his body stable unless it's in a frigid cold, but he still wants to like help the world. So um, without getting into too much detail, because I know that you didn't read or haven't read the X-Men stuff. Basically, after the fall of X, they now put a map of where the factions are around the world of the remaining mutants or people helping mutants. And uh, when you look at this map in um, basically almost any Marvel book, they use it even as an advertisement in it. Um, You see, like, they put Astonishing Iceman in Antarctica. They put Alpha Flight in Canada. They put... um, you know, different people, all different groups all around the world, the Dark X-Men, the Uncanny Avengers. And um, it's really cool. It's fun. I'm reading almost all of them. I know that you got into Unleashed and uh, the Immortal Thor. I didn't read either of those, but um, you told me that Unleashed was pretty good. So I loved Unleashed, dude. But you know me. I love a good dog story. And this one was funny because I was expecting it to be maybe a little YA, but it wasn't, dude. I mean, it was deep. It had a big story. The dogs are all uh, helping this this other dog <laughs> whose owner has gone missing, but in the room of his of like his office, they find an AIM suit. 
Oh. And so they all think he might be a bad guy, and they go. They're following. That's so funny, man. This dog who was like abandoned, living in a like a, a dump somewhere. Were there and, any like dogs that are from like famous from? I mean, yeah. Not famous, so the but, like, the same dog from uh, the Matt Fraction run. What's Lucky? Oh, Lucky. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't sure if it was Lucky Lockjaw. I wasn't sure if you were Lockjaw have, like, was in it. I think at the beginning, and I think Hunt Craven. Uh, kidnaps him to take him to the scientist. Oh, okay. And, uh, so that's that's crazy. But what's funny is there's this dog who's a superhero, and uh, he's kind of taken it upon himself. Like, he's decided he's going to do this, but he's like this old dog who's been abandoned, and he lives underneath, an, like, a, a freeway pass or something like that, you know, but he calls it his his lair, and it's just <laughs> so funny, man. And I, uh, I, should, I have a copy of it, because I have all the Miss Minutes covers, and uh, yeah. I picked that up at... Uh, my LCS and uh, yeah, they know uh, James at Androids. He he like he he knows. He just pulls them. He just pulls them as minutes covers. I just I end up with them all the time. Um, it's funny. I uh, but it's Kyle Starks writing it. So yeah, no. And I was thinking about that too because Kyle wrote. Uh, what did he write that that we also really liked? He's written a lot. Um, it was something like something last year. No, Kyle Starks. Did he write? He wrote that me and Monk liked. Um, uh, I know. Uh, I hate this place. Yes. Yes. He wrote, I hate this place, which I really enjoyed. And I was like, just something different. And like, I may, listen, I have it here. I'll probably read it. I just, I've been reading so many other things and I'm almost caught up with everything. But I think that is one of the few that I just hadn't read yet. It was cool, dude. They team up with Captain America's uh, Eagle, I think it is, or Falcon. I can't remember. Did now. they also uh, team up with uh, the, like the frog? Throg? Yeah. So that's at the very end. <laughs> Throg, and yeah, so they're throg. like we because they I think it's to kill a god they gotta they gotta find a god and so at the end it's just a panel of throg, <laughs> throg that's so funny uh, yeah I, okay I'll, I'll get into it I'll I'll read it I know you gave some away but I, I still think it's funny yeah oh and you want to know what something that's really crazy and this is just a side point I was listening to a, a different podcast a friend's podcast and they got into the talk again of was Lockjaw an inhuman who became a dog when he got hit with terrogenesis or was he a dog that got powers? And I always think that's funny because you realistically, if you were an inhuman, like were you a person who did, went through terrogenesis and then you became a dog or were you a dog that got powers? So it's a, I always think that's interesting, but uh, I like these pets. I like the pets. I like the stories. I just, yeah. I didn't, I thought you, like you said, I thought it was going to be more YA. Yeah, me too. And it wasn't. And Immortal Thor, dude, was was thick as could be. It felt like I was reading for a good forty five minutes, but well, it after ended the last on a wild... Thor book. I mean, the Thor, the Thor and Hulk run. I was just like, uh, the way that that ended with with like the Hulk thing and the craziness. I was just like, I I kind of just skipped away from Hulk and Thor for a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't super drawn in except for till the very end where he's facing um kind of like a thor of a different universe but the dude's huge so we'll see how it goes well i i will say i um i'm trying to do some new stuff because i you know if i keep reading hulk thor all those things it ends up just becoming like blending together and i kind of then have, i'm picking what i like best or worst yeah. so i did pick up the new miss marvel series and i did pick up alpha flight as two oh. individual books that are uh, you know alpha flight's a team that i don't really know as much about like i know who who's in alpha flight um but i don't really know enough about them 
And I kind of was like, you know what? It's a fresh starting point. It's going to be after the fall of X. I'm going to go in cold. I'm going to see what it's like. And it was really good. The writing, the artwork. I loved that the team is now split because some of the part of the team that's not mutants are able to still work for the Canadian government. And uh, some of the people that they were on the team that were mutants that they thought were either exiled to um, wherever wherever all the mutants are now at this point. Um, but some of them end up coming back in the issue and fighting against their own teammates. And they're like, how could you abandon us? And they're like, we have to serve the government. And it kind of becomes this like conflict, almost like a civil war between Alpha Flight. And uh, without giving up too much, uh, I thought it was really good. And I'm excited for issue two. Miss um, Marvel was more YA. It was kind of like, Miss Marvel in school. Um, I think it's written, I think partially written by Iman Vellani, who plays Miss Marvel. Oh, I think you're right. I, th- yeah. I think she kind of part wrote it. So it, if you read it, it's her and uh, the friend that she has in the TV show. And she's like, I got to tell him that I, they, that I found out I'm a mutant. Um, but the White Queen, Emma Frost, is basically like using her powers to, to, to convince Kamala Khan, like, no, do not tell anybody. Because if anybody else knows, Orcus could get into their head, find this out right now. Orcus does not know that you are that you are a mutant. They know you as an inhuman. Or as a human, like you're not, you're not like, like, you you know, Captain America's around because he's, he's a superhuman. He's not a mutant. They're allowing people who have powers, but not mutants to stay on earth. Hmm. And so it's, uh, it's kind of just, you know, been this bonkers stuff. Um, I'm loving dark X-Men. I'm loving uncanny Avengers. I'm loving all of these, these tie-ins to it. Uh, they've just been really, really good. Um, dark X-Men is wildly good. I would recommend that for somebody who wants a crazy, um, interdimensional, you know, uh, X-Men book with, with real dark, uh, undertones, uh, cool writing, cool, cool artwork. And um, and then the the last thing I really wanted to talk to you about, uh, since you know we've gotten into a lot of things, was that Daredevil ended finally. Huh? I, I gotta it? say, I I I'm happy it ended. It yeah. was. It's been. I feel like uh, at the end there was actually a, like a blurb, uh, not a blurb, like a whole thing that Chip Z wrote, basically saying like thanks to everyone for allowing us to write for so many issues because he wrote like what was I think thirty nine issues, then he did the Devil's Reign run. And then he did 14 more issues here. And by the end of this, I felt closure at the end. I don't know if I loved the ending, but at least I felt closure. And I might give Daredevil a break with any of the new runs that that, that go on. Just because I, I feel like I've, I've Daredevil and Moon Knight, I've been like on now for feels like for forever. Even though I read a lot of X-Men, Daredevil and Moon Knight, I feel like they're just prolonging the inevitable. Mm. Whereas books like Loki... Um, where I know it's four issues or better blood, where I know it's only a set thing or clobber in time. It had a good start, a good ending. I feel like Marvel needs to get back to some of those where they're doing like short runs, five issues, you're in, you're out. If you want to bring them back for special things here and there or introduce them into a mainline book, that's fine. But, but I, I, I enjoyed the aspect of those being start to finish. Daredevil just kind of, uh, I love Chip Z and everything he does, but I just kind of felt worn out at the end with Daredevil. Yeah. What a wild run. Yeah. Still want to get into it. I started the original run on Unlimited. Well, the, and Devil's Reign was my favorite, was my favorite event in the past like two years. 
Well, actually, I don't know. I mean, Hellfire Goblin, Fall Effects, all these things have been good. But, but like, I mean, literally, like, Devil's Reign was awesome with all of the tie-ins. I loved it. Um, but then when it ended and it went into this new Daredevil run, I thought maybe they were going to, like, go a different direction, like, completely. But it felt very much hmm. um, like, I'd, like I'd read it before. Yeah. Unfortunately. We've had, we got into a lot, didn't we? Yeah, I, I listen. I'm, I'm, I am moving and grooving through this. <laughs> we we got to get as much information out to the people as humanly possible. That's and right. um, you know, I mean, it's been, uh, it's good. I, I got, I still didn't get a chance to go down to my local shop. I'm going to hopefully get to go down either today or in the next couple of days to pick up the books uh, that came out, um, you know, this week. And um, you know, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I've got. A uh, bunch of good books coming to me. I can't remember exactly what ones, but um, I think I got a, a, a good amount of Marvel, a good amount of of indie, and uh, I'm just excited. Oh yeah, Fantastic Four, Eleven, X, Immortal X Men, Fifteen, uh, Moon Knight, Twenty Seven, um, X Men, Twenty Six, and then I think there's another. Oh, the G- Weapons of Vengeance, Ghost Rider, um, Wolverine, Alpha Omega. Which is the fourth? Oh, it, it completes this four little arc set where Wolverine. Last thing I'll talk about, so we'll keep everyone waiting. Um, uh, the last ep- issue of it's going to be the last issue of this four arc series that kind of takes place in Fall of X, but not really, where uh, Wolverine and Ghost Rider are teaming up to try to catch this kid who's got this demon living inside of him. And in issue three of the four things, which is I think it was Weapons, uh, no, it was just Wolverine, but it's Weapons of Vengeance is the four arc thing. Um, Wolverine gets caught and ends up back into the bath, like where he basically got, had his adamantium put in and there, this cult bad guys are putting this kid, the kid in with him and transferring this demon into Wolverine and he comes out and he's Helverine and it's like this crazy like it looks like ghost rider wolverine like i don't know what in the world is going to happen out of this i'm hoping it doesn't get too crazy like i said with what had happened to the hulk when with that the last hulk run that that happened uh last year to this year it's just i'm hoping it's not crazy ending hoping it's a good ending hoping that ghost rider can help him with this demon uh but we'll see dude that sounds crazy dude it's crazy it's crazy Helverine. stuff happening now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we've got a Avengers annual coming out in like two weeks too. That should yeah. be cool. There's been a lot of um, annuals coming out and they're all part of the Coven of, Cha- Coven of Chaos, maybe something like that, where basically Agatha Harkness is having people fight against each other, uh, like superheroes fight against each other. So I think it was Human Torch versus um, hum- the Fantastic Four one was the Human Torch versus... Moon Knight? Was it Moon Knight? I don't remember. Man, I'm I'm losing track, but she's basically pinning these two two heroes against each other. And whichever one she deems comes out on top, she's basically using like she recreated the dark hold oh. and, and is like controlling now these superheroes. She's building a superhero team that like is gonna be controlled by by uh dark magic. And I don't know what's going to happen, but all these these books have been awesome. Like every one that says like, it says like something of chaos on the top of it. Um, I, I can't remember what, what exactly it is, but it's like Fantastic Four. There's, there's a, there was a Moon Knight one. Um, there's, there's all different, there's an Avengers one. There's all different ones coming out. And uh, 
It's interesting. It's cool. If you if you pick that up and you like it and you're like, I don't understand this, you might want to go back and try to see. Unlimited might actually have all of them because yeah. they're just individual things and some of them have been out for weeks. Contest of Chaos. Contest of Chaos, yes. Where basically, yeah, it's a contest. She's having the she's having two people fight against each other and um it's pretty cool. I can't wait, man. This has all been this has all been so good, dude. I can't oh, wait I for these to come out, man. Well, right on, dude. Thanks for uh, for joining us again and catching us up on Marvel and for forcing me to read these awesome books. Uh, I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem, man. And uh, I appreciate coming on here and talking Marvel monthly. Hopefully we stay on this monthly thing because I think this has been fun and hopefully people are enjoying it. And uh, if anybody else wants to uh, hear from me, you can uh, find me on Instagram, um, Red Optical Corp. I will be posting videos. I open Marvel trading cards. I got some Awesome, awesome um, Marvel trading cards in recently that are those uh, I like love. super thick? Yeah, they're like 75 to 100 point thickness. They're awesome. They're Marvel masterpieces. They come out like every like three or four years. They're all drawn, hand drawn by uh, this one, Dan DeSantos. And then obviously there's they take a picture of it and they make it into a card, but there's like limited things and prints. Um, I did have actually a guy who was supposed to be in the run do a he was he was supposed to have artist sketch cards in the series and uh he got like some letter from upper deck or maybe he didn't even get a letter from upper deck um uh his name was bruce luji lugely I, I can't i don't know if i'm saying it right but he was pretty awesome about it he i i, I had him do a sketch for me i paid oh, him for right a card on. for basically what those sketch cards would run for and he sketched me a miss minutes because i Dude. love miss minutes Right on, and so I'm, I'm so excited. I also picked up a, a man thing sketch card. I've got some cool. The artwork is just amazing. But anyway, uh, if you like any of that stuff and you want to see what I've been pulling or any of the cards I've been opening, um, you can follow me right optical corp on Instagram. Um, basically that's where I am. I sometimes chat with the comic book glare over here on their discord page. And, uh, I'm around if you ever want to chat, uh, anything, Marvel comics, cards pokemon <laughs> I'm, I'm here for all of it right on buddy keep reading comics cowabunga nerds <laughs>